I'm joined on the line by a poet from Boyle. Her name is Bernadette McCarrick and she joins me on the line now. Good afternoon, Bernadette. Good afternoon, Joe. And thank you very much for choosing to speak to me on this Friday afternoon on Roscommon Community Radio. It's good to have you on the air. Will you first of all tell me a little bit about yourself? You're from Boyle or you're just living in Boyle? Well, I have been living in Boyle since 2015, having retired from primary school teaching, which I did in Dublin, in Donamead for many years. And uh, it's a great delight to be living in Boyle. I really love it. Well, welcome to the West of Ireland, but you are from the West of Ireland. I am indeed. I'm from a small country parish in South County Sligo and I was raised in a little townland on a small farm uh, in the townland of Clunbonoff. And it must actually be a big change for somebody to leave a small rural county Sligo and go to the big smoke in those days to become a teacher. Well, it certainly was one of the adventures of my life. And in the latter years, I spent those in Dublin and uh, it gave me a great opportunity to meet people from another part of Ireland and enjoy getting to know them and to teach their children. But your heart never left the West of Ireland? That is for certain. And in recent years since I retired, I've had a lot of time to reflect on my life thus far. And during lockdown, I uh, set my mind to doing something. So I sat down and in cooperation with my brother, uh, we put a book together of photographs and poems and I supplied the poems. And isn't that a wonderful thing for somebody who spent their life in education to now be able to give some of their ideas and their memories that will last forever? Well, this is what I like to do. Um, I like to spend time appreciating my origins and my parents and my siblings with whom I have the closest relationship and because my parents have died in very recent years and lived to be a great age, I spent a lot of my time reflecting on what they have given us. And uh, I just turned things into poems. And it's a great thing. It's just resonating with me as you're saying it there, reflecting on your parents and so lucky to have them for so long. But apart from your parents, what else do you draw your motivation for poetry from? I love uh, the sound of words and enjoy putting words together in a certain way and achieving a kind of a flow in a piece of writing, whether it's prose or poetry. And my preferred methodology is a narrative poem. And is it just poetry you write or do you write prose or short stories as well? It's mostly poems and you know, I write other things, I scribble everything and a lot of things I write as poetry start off as prose and then I prune it and shape it and make a poem out of it. That's what I love doing. And congratulations on being able to do that. Being so creative is something that I always admire in people and it's great to have you on the show and to tell me about it. Where do you do your writing or if you get motivation from people, where do you do your writing in the in the presence of people or do you write alone? Well, I mostly write alone, but I do write with a group on a weekly basis and the members of the group uh, provide triggers or stimulants for uh, ideas for writing and we just spend about an hour together on a Saturday morning. It's very informal. 
And you said that the book also has some photographs in it. Can you tell me what are they about? The photographs are actually of my native place because the title of the book that I am um, going to read from this afternoon is called To Walk in My Native Place. So, as I said, my brother took the photos and he just went out with his camera, which he was free to do during lockdown. And he went round the fields and out the mountains and uh, he had a file of old photographs as well and so he is a photographer and he supplied the photos and helped with the, the design of the book. And you talked about that flow and language but isn't that something that lockdown almost gave us a chance to do without us realising it to get that flow of what was very close to us that we had maybe perhaps driven by so often and not noticed existed? That's right and we also had the gift of time and this was an absolutely wonderful way to spend time because when I start writing you get sucked into it and the next thing hours have gone by and so that's why it's it's a marvellous way to use time if you have it to spare. And of course, as you have retired, you have the time to spare. Do you find that it's almost a timeless pastime that turns the memories into something timeless? Yes, I think so. And yet, you know, when life is busy, it's hard enough to get the time to write things down. And of course, an idea for a poem or a line will come to you when you have no time to write it down. So sometimes I'm scribbling it on the back of an envelope or whatever. And I often think in today's modern era where we're so obsessed with short text messages and sending pictures that it's a skill that's dying. Do you think it is dying, the whole idea of creative writing? I don't think creative writing is dying, but I think writing with your pen on a page is definitely a thing of the past, such as writing letters. And writing poems, the way I write them, is a small bit related to that. It's like I imagine that I'm writing this poem for an individual to read so that it's a kind of communication in itself. And I certainly value the time I spend just with my pen in my hand. And the book uh, that we're talking about today is called the, Play- the To Walk in My Native Place. It's a selection of uh, poems written by Bernadette McCarrick. But it's not your only book. Will you tell me a little bit about how you got to here? Okay, in in 2008, my father died and the following year I wrote a tiny little poetry book named My Father's Barn and I collected some of those poems into this book. And then in 2009, I wrote a different kind of poetry book called A Swan in Flight and one or two of those poems are collected into this book as well. And that's uh, nearly 15 years ago. Do you think your writings has changed over the course of time or uh, how would you describe that piece? Oh, that's a very good question. I think my writing definitely has developed and honed itself in a more mature voice, I think, since that original book. And I talked a while ago about the flow that I want to get when I write a poem. And I think that's the piece I have worked on. And maybe that's a very important piece to say on this Friday afternoon that we might be able to show that. I'd love if you could do two things for me. I'd love if you could read uh, a piece from the book. I think the first piece is called... I Am From. And is this one of your original poems? Yes, I wrote this poem 
many, many years ago. And it was, it came out first in my original book, um, My Father's Barn. So this is about the house and the farm where I was raised. And I'd be delighted and honoured on this Friday afternoon and Feel Good Friday on Roscommon Community Radio if you were to read it for me live right now. Yes, of course. I am from... I am from bare cement floors and open hearth fires in the beginning. I am from latches on doors and pounds of butter wrapped and left to keep cool on the parlour floor. I am from dressers loaded with delf and buckets of fresh spring water you carried from the well. I am from home-baked bread and bacon and cabbage for dinner and cali and rice pudding on Fridays. I am from wellies and knee socks with patterned tops that folded down over garters. I am from pinafores, hand-knit jumpers and sturdy brown shoes you polished on Saturdays. I am from bicycles for every journey. I am from small, fertile fields bordered by briars and hawthorn hedges. I am from wild strawberries and blackberries picked from ditches of moss. I am from bog and heather and turf and back-breaking saving of turf and turf fires in the range. I am from meadow and the tall grasses of summer and blistering saving of hay. I am from pitchforks, rakes and ropes. I am from rhubarb tarts at meadow time. I am from rosaries at night in the kitchen and musical nights with the gramophone and all the old 78s. I am from falling asleep to the voices of visiting neighbours downstairs and the sound of Delia Murphy singing What will you do, love, when I am going? Wow, that is amazing. And there are two things that strike me as you read that for me on this Friday afternoon, author Bernadette McCarrick. And thank you for doing so. You said that your writing very much flows and I get the sense of flow from that. But the other thing that I get the sense of is that there are probably many, many people who come from rural Sligo or rural Roscommon, the areas where we broadcast to on this Friday afternoon, that every one of those lines will resonate with. I hope so. And I think I have found since I wrote this book that there is a real wide readership of this kind of poetry. And sometimes people say, I'd like that book to give to my granny, because there are a lot of people now in their 70s, 80s, 90s and in nursing homes and places like that. And they love a poem like this because it's a little story as well. And I wonder, does it go the other way as well, that what you describe in that uh, piece that you just read so beautifully for us is probably soon going to disappear without your writings that maybe young people should be reading it as well? Well, the descriptions of what I have talked about in that poem are definitely gone. They're a thing of the past. And yet they are within living memory, very, very much so, and will be for another generation if uh, people write about them and share them and call them out like I have just had this opportunity to do.
And thank you for doing it. And it is a really, really lovely piece. And I'm fascinated by your writings. You also said that there was a, a development in your work and many authors do say that. And what I'll ask you now is, do you have a favourite from the modern day that you have written that perhaps you'd also read for me on this Friday afternoon? Um, well, this this poem I will read, it's about the past again, of course, but I wrote it very recently. This lady was... Um, I, I wrote this poem for her and she died very early during the pandemic and she was the first teacher I ever had. And so I sat down and wrote her this poem the day I heard of her death. So on this Friday afternoon, author Bernadette McCarrick, we're going to remember all those people whom we lost during the pandemic through this piece. And we're also going to celebrate very much education on this Friday afternoon. Bernadette McCarrick, it's all yours. Thank you. First teacher, Miss Johnston showed us how to read, write, count, make furniture with matchboxes, wallpaper and glue, and how to take a shot at tricky words like crooked, foreign, through. She warned us not to swallow circles of white paper she had made to replicate the wafers for communion gave us sins to count and choose from before our first confession. She taught us playground games, sent our art away to competitions and in winter warmed our bottles of cocoa at the fire. On Friday afternoons she cleared the floor and lilting the rakes of mallow haste to the wedding and green grow the rushes o. She taught us the reel, shatish and double jig got us to perform at the Christmas concert in the parish hall and dance for the rest of our lives. Isn't it a wonderful way to remember a teacher that they taught you to dance for the rest of your life? I often think of that, that your body is what learns to dance. And she was the one who gave us all at such a young age the confidence then when we were teenagers to just get out and dance, waltz, whatever it was, because it was in our DNA at that stage. So it's very much a tribute to those people whom we lost during the pandemic, but also a tribute to the people who influenced their lives, be it through teaching or through other forms of helping young people. Yes, and I I do think that having been a teacher myself, I often reflect on, on the people who taught me because teachers next to your parents spend the most time with you in your childhood uh, other than when you're in your own home. So they have a massive influence on us. Obviously so much so that you wrote that beautiful piece for the teacher and thank you for reading it on this Friday afternoon. I have one final question for you. I often ask this to people who come on the show from different backgrounds. If a young person was thinking about becoming a writer or an author, what advice would you give them now on this Friday afternoon? I would say write about what you know best, write about what you love and trust your very own voice. Don't try to be like anybody else. And maybe that's a very, very special piece of advice. Don't try to be like anybody else. Bernadette McCarrick, I want to thank you for joining me on this Friday afternoon. I wish you well with the book and uh, thank you for that tribute to teachers. It's been a great pleasure and thank you for having me on your show.